0: Thank you for listening to another episode of The Johnny King Show. And it's been a while since I've had one of these moments. I've literally been sitting here at my computer, maybe 20 minutes, just kind of letting my my mind wander. Um, sometimes I get a very clear idea as to what I want to talk about <laughs> on the podcast. And if you've listened to you know very many episodes, you've certainly probably picked up on the fact that Sometimes I'm clear about what I'm talking about and like have a, a, an idea of the direction I want to take a, uh, a conversation and then there's other times you probably have a hard time tracking what I'm saying because <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with it. and It is literally just stream of consciousness. So this is kind of why I like doing podcasting because it's, it's almost like a, uh, an audio version of a journal a personal journal. I've I'm not big into journaling. My little sister is all about it. I think she's probably filled she's literally filled like 20 plus journals over her lifetime. Um but that's not me. And uh I just I think I get impatient in sitting down and journaling. So that's why I guess sometimes why I feel like this is a healthier way of expressing things that come on my my mind and my heart than bottling them up and not sharing them. But this is a good example of where I've been sitting here at the computer ready to, you know, come up with something great. (laughs) Come up with something great. Talk about something great. And I'm like, I got nothing. And so I guess uh, uh, maybe a a less mature or younger version of me would be like, you know what, I'm just going to put it off. Um, I'll come up with something later and, uh, because it's uncomfortable and I don't want to waste your time. And yet I just decided to press record. So I literally don't know what I want to talk about. Um, but then again, as I start to talk, things start to coming to mind. And I, I had a conversation earlier today with a buddy of mine and, uh, he was proclaiming that he wasn't good at feeling feelings. And so, ironically enough, I've been there too. Like, I literally have, and I've probably talked about this in past episodes too, where I I remember in high school and college, um, various girlfriends of mine would be like, Oh my God, like, your friend so-and-so, he's he's so he's just so intelligent. The questions he asks were so thoughtful and really got me thinking. And why don't you ask me questions like that? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even, I, I I couldn't even make conversation when I was younger because I didn't even have questions to ask. Which is interesting because I'm so curious. I've always been so curious, but I don't think I really utilized that muscle of, asking the right questions. But man, like I really feel like you like your life can be so enriched by the quality of the questions that you ask yourself. I've talked about that in the past. But here I was on the phone earlier today uh talking with a buddy and he's saying, you know what? I don't think I can I don't think I feel that much. But then lo and behold as I started to kind of dig into that limiting belief because as soon as I hear that, I'm like, what? Like, I I, I I, totally understand. I understood what he was saying and yet my mind goes to like, no, come on, man. Like, you are a human being, you know? Like, we all can get excited about things. We can all feel excitement. We can all feel pain. But chances are that over, you know, over your lifetime, at some point, you've learned defense mechanism coping mechanisms that have been erected to keep you from feeling pain but the same you know fortress that you put up around your heart to keep yourself from feeling pain also becomes impenetrable from feelings of joy and happiness and gratitude and ecstasy and and so you end up becoming someone who is kind of emotionally flatlined and that's certainly where i was a decade ago uh in my 20s in many different ways like i i remember thinking to myself like the last time i really celebrated and like was out of my mind like <laughs> cheering and uh just having a shit ton of fun was like after celebrating goals like uh on the soccer field in college like we were really good my senior year really good i think we lost just a hand two two games maybe um and some of these goals that we made against teams that were on paper better than us that we'd end up beating some of these goals that some of my teammates made were ridiculous um and so some of the the celebrations were just so much fun so so much fun and uh, it wasn't until I was in my late 20s when I started going to Tony Robbins events where he literally just has you celebrating for no fucking reason. And at the beginning, I'm like, this is stupid. Like, why are we cel- – there's nothing to celebrate. And his point was like, no, you're celebrating because you're fucking alive because your heart hasn't asked for a break in however long that you've been alive, Right. And it starts to become uh, contagious, and so coming back around full circle, when I was talking to my buddy today, I was like, "Man, let's talk about the things that you're excited about or that you've really enjoyed." You know, so tell me the things that you that you really like. What are your hobbies or all the things that you enjoy? And he started listing those things out. Like, what do you? Why do you enjoy that? What What is it about that that makes you feel something and feel alive? Well, I love this. I love that. I'm like, well, see. You're perfectly capable and good at feeling but when it comes to these other areas of your life you've you've set up patterns or behaviors scripts whatever lingo you want to throw over it that keeps you from from feeling feelings right and it was affecting his marriage and things like that i'm like he's like well i'm really trying to figure out where you know where this comes from I'm like man I get it like there has been a lot a lot of uh power that I have experienced over the last let's say 13 years uh 12 years of really getting to the to the root of like okay that's when I started this new pattern because that happened that really scared me that really hurt me and then I shut myself down in this way so, that I wouldn't be hurt or vulnerable again. Okay, cool. But then there's also part of me now at my age where I'm like, you know what? I've spent so much time like spinning that hamster wheel of like, but yeah, why? Why did I used to do this? <laughs> and there's there's a part of me that I'm like, now I feel like I've maybe lost patience a little bit with myself. We're like, you know what? No, you know, it's not that I've lost patience. I think I think my intuition tells me, like, you know what? Bruh, bruh that's how I talk to myself in my head, like, it's time to just go. Like, no more, like, hmm, uh, I wonder, pondering over, like, this or that. It's like, you know what, like, sometimes the fastest way of getting through your bullshit is is straight through it, and uh, just to take action. And that's why I suggested with, with my buddy, I'm like, you know what, you can spend a lifetime figuring out why you are the way that you are, why you do the things that you're doing. But listen, like your wife, she, you know, she needs support too. You got to make sure that she's taken care of. So I started asking, what are her love languages? And he knew right off the bat. I'm like, cool. So we set up some things for him to do <clears throat> to uh, to to give you know, to give to her unconditionally. Like this is just a gift. And uh, he's like, I really like that. idea. I think she's going to really love this. I'm like, great. And he was getting excited about it. I'm like, boom, (laughs) you're feeling feelings. So it kind of was two birds with one stone in the sense of like, okay, you're going to learn to experience more levels of empathy, and joy, and compassion, and excitement, and romance, and passion, and did I say passion twice? I don't know, while you're actually in service of other people, otherwise, if you're so in your head about, why did I do this, and why did I do that, like, you just end up, like, just might as well just stick your head in the sand, right? Meanwhile, the rest of life is Passing on either side of you uh, above ground, and you're comp- completely unaware of it. And that's what I did. I feel like that's why uh, past relationships, I kind of starved them to death because I was so focused on my own pain. So that's not to say that you shouldn't be looking at healing. That's the whole point. But you can heal by way of giving love. The more love you give, the more you're going to receive. And that is. Ultimately, in my heart of hearts, is what I believe is what heals. Because anytime we're hurt, what do we want to do? We kind of want to restrict our love. We go into scarcity. We want to run away. We want to give up on the relationship. We want to, like, we we start projecting. We start thinking about things that could go wrong. Like, you know what? If you just stayed present in the fucking moment, you know what? Like, things are going to work out. And so, like, I mean, the tattoos that I have on my body all... (laughs) revolve around this concept of the power of love. And so from just a young, a younger age, I've always kind of intuitively felt like, yes, like at the end of the day, we make this so much more difficult than it needs to be. It's just about the power of love. And it's about working together. Speaking of working together, this is kind of a side note, but let's just, I guess, tie it all together. This past week, I was uh, in southern Utah with a bunch of buddies, some some new buddies I never knew, I hadn't, never knew, <laughs> that I hadn't known, that's what I meant to say, uh, and other buddies that I've known a long time, some, some of my best friends, and uh, a lot of these guys were road cycling enthusiasts, where me, on the other hand, I am an amateur, I don't mind it, but I don't have a road bike, I have a mountain bike. And so I borrowed a hybrid, if you will, um, and I was like, yep, yeah, I'm in, and we're going to do this this long ride on Friday, 72 miles from Boulder, Utah, uh, down the Burr Trail and ending up at Lake Powell, which is like, you know, the the basin, the end or the beginning. What is it? Of the Grand Canyon. I forget if it's the end or the beginning. It doesn't matter. And if you're listening and you know the answer, you're probably like, screaming at me, but I can't hear you because this isn't live. So <laughs> we get on our bikes and uh, we shove off, I don't know, nine o'clock maybe. Well, we start like running into like a couple different tires are pops so we have to change tires We're, you know it's hot we're running into like just we're like oh man like we're we're gonna struggle to get this thing done in time for us to make a three-hour drive back to make sure that we hit dinner by like 8 p.m at this incredible restaurant which if you've never been to boulder utah and ever heard of hell's backbone grill like people come from around the world and the food is out of this world. Like ridiculous. So good. Um, That's besides the point. And that's free of charge. (laughs) Promoting. (laughs) So, so good. Anyways, we ate there three of the four nights that we were in town. Um, And so my highlight of of this 72-mile trek uh, on Friday – was actually uh, an experience of teamwork that I haven't really felt that level of teamwork in probably five years. Um, and it's just, it's like, it was amazing. We were all in the flow. Like, so So we're going, There's f- there's seven of us total. At this point, there's five of us in this little group and we're making our way down the road and this headwind kicks up. It's in the you know like one thirty two p.m. It's like it was windy. It was pretty hot. You know, at this point, it kind of felt like it was probably ninety. Um, so we're all working our butts off, and we all decide, you know what, let's. <laughs> we we all start kind of falling in line, regardless, because it was hard to to cycle into into the wind. And if you've never cycled before, you know you've probably seen it on NASCAR or. <laughs> cycling tour de France or running like anytime that you can get up right behind someone or maybe you've experienced it on the highway where you know you can actually get behind a a truck and uh and your mileage your fuel efficiency goes up because you're not having to your engine's not working as hard to press through the wind and you're letting someone else or something else do do the hard work so we all start kind of like <laughs> doing that naturally and then we're like, you know what? Hey, let's let's all get together and let's do this in a line of five of us. And again, I've not ridden really in this capacity very much at all. So this was a new experience. I've certainly drafted people, you know, one or two people, right? And it's fun. But I've never done uh, what I refer to kind of like as uh, Indian races. Like we used to do this in, in college soccer, Uh, in high school soccer where you're all in a long line of, you know, teammates, single file. And in this case, uh, Indian run is like uh, the guy from the very last place in line sprints past everyone on one side. And then once he gets to the very front, he says, go. And the next very last guy sprints up to the very front. And then the very next guy and the next guy. So you have to sprint the length of the team. (laughs) however long the line is to get to the front. But once you get to the front, you can kind of slow down. And then you're in line and you're not necessarily being the very front of the line, which is, you know, where the or where the headwind is. So this is in reverse happening, you know, on the bike. And you see this on the Tour, Tour de France and all the other bike, I guess, races where guys are working together um, to improve their time. And that's what we, we started doing. And so there's five of us. And we were just saying twenty second stints of all out effort, and uh, and then when it's when your twenty seconds is up, just peel off to the right, and you can coast, and the whole line will go past you. And then as soon as the last guy, the fourth guy, is past you, dip in behind him, and uh, and you'll have so much less resistance, and you can kind of catch your breath and save your legs. So we did this for about ten minutes and it was just the coolest feeling talking about feeling feelings like there's something extremely powerful about people working t- together and even beyond that guys working together as a unit in the flow for a common good like we were again such i mean such the metaphor but like we were so much stronger together than we were independently and we were crushing we were cruising we were flying down the road and we would just, you know, spend 20 seconds at the front and you'd be all out. So your legs would be burning. And then as soon as you're, you're like, oh, I can't stand anymore, you'd bail out. And the line would kind of take off and then you'd be able to jump in. But that feeling when your legs are burning <laughs> and then you duck back in as the last guy in line and how little wind resistance and, like, you would literally not even have to pedal. Like, you'd have to pedal just to, to catch up to that back wheel of the guy in front of you but beyond that then you could almost not even pedal because you there was like little to no air resistance versus being in the front where that air resistance felt like it was a like a brick wall pushing against you on your chest and it was so cool i just I, that was again like my highlight um of the trip just because i felt like ah it's just so inspiring to see what what you can do when you have a common you know, goal and direction you're going in, you're all working together. Uh, you're giving a hundred percent output, but then you're supporting each other and being able to, yeah, uh, head in the right direction. I just lost my stream My stream of thought because literally the, the tiniest, tiniest of spiders just was floating right in front of my face. Have you ever had that? And you're like, what? I'm in my house. Where did this little spider come from? And it's like hanging from the ceiling. So sorry. Sorry, spider. That is no longer um and it just train it just broke my train of thought, concentration. But anyways, you get my point. And those are the things that I feel like uh enrich my life. Like I'll never forget that. That whole I mean the whole trip in general. Seeing the scenery, like if you've never been to southern Utah either, it's like you're in a different planet it's just remarkable and i'm like ah oh, so much so much of that was me feeling gratitude towards um life about having my own schedule to like the fact i can get out of town for 5 days and not have to ask for time off um having the physical ability to be able to to even participate in that um to have the financial you know ability to to be able to travel and to have the relationships with so many cool guys. And then also a ton of budding new friendships, you know, that came out of that Um, amazing food, uh, laughter. Like, again, if you're not saying yes to life and you're just going through the motions because you think that money is more important than experiences or, money is the the root of everything that you're going after like money just gives you options money just gives it's just the it's the vehicle that allows you to travel and to do the things that you want to do but that's why so much of my work comes back to like what is it that you want to do like i talk about the science of achievement which is like making money there's a science to that work hard right add value but then there's the art of fulfillment like what really makes you happy you, whoever is listening to this, right? I'm talking to you. What makes you happy? For for 30 years of my life, I was just going through the motions. I was just checking off boxes because that's what I thought, you know, led to being happy, right? And so it's like, I mean, I think it's it's the ego at the end of the day, right? The ego, like, wants to be right the ego wants to have control the ego wants to make sure that everything is okay and that you're not but i i always recognize that something is derived from the ego by how long the feeling of pleasure takes to wear off for instance i always think about a new car or a new gadget a new phone let's say or new clothes new pair of shoes you know little things like that like it feels good for a moment but then it's like 2 days And it's just a new, it's just your current phone, right? Just becomes your phone. And uh, that feeling usually wears off soon thereafter. But the feelings I got out of the experiences of this past week, the relationships that I have, like, those, those aren't derived from the ego. Those are derived from love, appreciation, you know, joy and support and, you know, adventure. That's like, that's the, the, the joy of being a human being, you know, (laughs) and a human feeling because you're experiencing life and all that it has to offer. So I guess, again, jumping on a podcast and pressing record when I had nothing to say, I guess, uh, 20, you know, three minutes later, I guess I did have something to say. Uh, but, but the principle is simple. Like, again, if you're listening to my podcast, if you're, if you're into this type of thinking, it's like, goddamn, like life is so short. You've got to figure out what makes you extremely happy and fulfilled. And you've got to create a lifestyle around those things. And you have to be bullheaded about not being willing to settle. Right, because people will be attracted to your your energy, as the same as the saying goes, your vibe will attract your tribe. I think that's kind of stupid, but you get the point. And so, your significant other, your friends, your family, like they they people that like what you're up to, will will come join you for the adventure if you're really clear about the lifestyle that you want to create. And it's so important. Otherwise, man, you're gonna hit that moment at some point where you're like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Like I thought this would bring me happiness, but all it brings is stress and and that everything else in between that does not bring joy and fulfillment. So yes, I get it. You do have to make money. Yes, you do have to pay your bills but listen, there's so many people out there that are not only making good money or they're able to provide for themselves, but they're also living their best life. And you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you're someone who's like, oh, I'm just fine with living, you know, a mediocre life. I got to believe that our, our our paths are crossing while you're listening to this episode for a reason because you have that in you as well as I do too which I firmly believe and it may not be your beliefs, but I firmly believe that's, that comes from God or that comes from source or whatever you want to call it, Mother Nature, the universe, like that is love. Love is reflected in love. So the more you love you give, give, the more love that you receive. So if you're unhappy, chances are really good that you don't add a whole lot of love to other people's lives. You don't add a whole lot of value to other people's lives. The greatest way to to enrich your life is to give, even in the simplest of ways. And that is what I suggested to my buddy who said he wasn't feeling, he wasn't receiving a whole lot because he probably wasn't giving a whole lot either other than just going through the motions. And I think a lot of men out there, people in general, but I'm just saying men, including myself, for a big portion of my life, are just going through the fucking motions. Stop going through the motions. Start figuring out why you want to do what you want to do, what makes you happy, what makes you fulfilled, and go do that fucking thing. And yes, it's scary. Yes, it was scary to leave my job you know, and quit just two days after the ex-wife told me she was out. Like, that. yes, that's scary. But listen, I had to heed, heed that call, and I've never looked back. I'm so grateful. I would not be the man today if that shit all stayed together if I had kept that lifestyle that I was living before. So if you're unhappy with some area of your life, your health, your finances, your relationships, your spirituality, whatever it is, you got to get really clear about what is it you ultimately want rather than just focusing on like, oh, this isn't good. You're only focusing on what you don't want. Where your energy goes, your focus. No, all the way around. See, brain fart. Where your focus goes Whatever you're focusing on, that's where your energy will flow. So enough of the soapbox, random rant. You get my point. Take some action. Give to people. Get out of your own way. Yes, easier said than done, but it just takes chipping away at it day after day, day after day, day after day. And I can guarantee you the more you can come from a place of love, the happier you'll be. Until next time. Thank you for joining me. Feel free to share this. Tag me any posts. I would love to connect with you on the socials. And until next time, have an amazing rest of your day. All right, later. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash Johnny King men's coach, on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.